Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, my goodness gracious. Listen, listen, you, you hear the explosions, you hear the crashing sounds in the background. Um, uh, this is this is not an emergency podcast. This is I Might Jump Off the Fucking Bridge podcast. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna do the normal thing where we explain what, what's gonna happen because I, I it's pouring rain in Los Angeles. I'm in I'm in Los Angeles, okay. I was taking a very rare. I wish I could take them every fucking day, but my body just just it just won't do it. I was taking an extremely rare middle of the day weekday nap. Usually, if I try to take them, I won't I won't fall asleep. Okay? I'll just sit there coughing, schmutzing on myself. Now you you might hear beeps during this podcast. You might hear tings uh, and pings and shit like that during this podcast because the phone is on. 
and the I, I didn't prepare. I wasn't prepared to do this podcast right now. I, I I'm prepared to do it, but we were going to record later. Now while I'm taking my fucking nap, my phone won't stop ringing like ding ding i put it on silent like i reach uh, i get it on silent while i'm sleeping and i'm buzzing 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 fucking buzzing i don't know what the fuck is going on is there a flood every time it rains in los angeles if you turn your back it could be a fucking flood is my is my house floating down the block is it something worse is it something good i i, I wake up to messages from people I haven't heard from in years. Teachers from the third grade. Ex-girlfriends from the 90s. The first girl I kissed that still lives around the corner from me on 78th Street. Good friends. Old friends. People whose number isn't stored in my phone. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? I'm like, what's going on? That's what I said to my wife. She said, what are you talking about? Because she's sick. She doesn't know what the fuck is going on. She's watching Netflix. Why is my phone ringing? And I see from my friend, Kamal the Abstract, a.k.a. Q-Tip. He was the the last person that called. Uh, A low-key, under-the-radar Huge New York Knicks fan. We, we, we talked about this when Q-Tip was on the podcast. He's called. I didn't answer. Miles Jordan. I think Jordan texted me 15 times. That's, that's you know, I went to jail for that. That's called stalking. Okay? That's, that's called aggravated harassment. My, my own I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, are, they're harassing me. The New York Knicks have traded a Ferrari. The New York Knicks have traded the only fucking actual real fucking player that we have. A Ferrari. A fucking unicorn. Kristaps Porzingis. To the Dallas Mavericks for a 24-pack of barbecued chicken wings and DeAndre Jordan. Uh, It was reported before my fucking nap that he had a meeting that went bad with management. That cocksucker Woj on ESPN reported this. Two hours later, after my fucking nap, he's gone. Christophe Porzingis isn't a New York Nick anymore. Why the fuck didn't you report that, Woj, since you're such a fucking insider? We got Wesley Matthews. He's a nothing. We got Dennis Smith Jr., who's a high-flying, talented young point guard. Listen, I don't need my point guard to be high-fucking-flying. I like him. And the irony of Dennis Smith Jr., is the Knicks could have fucking drafted him two seasons ago, but we drafted French Frank fucking Nicolina. That's what we did. 
So we drafted Frank Nicolina, who hasn't even been playing that much this year. Because the Knicks are obviously tanking, as they should. Frank Nicolina may not even be a starting point guard in the NBA. Personally, I don't think Frank Nicolina is a starting point guard in the NBA. That cocksucker Phil Jackson drafted him, and it was a bust. You know what wasn't a bust? Fucking Porzingis. I feel bad. I'm I'm scared to call my own father right now. My father's 86 years old. He's 86 years fucking old. I'm scared to call him. Everybody was talking about Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, LeBron, the Lakers. Is he going to the Celtics? No one was talking about Kristaps Porzingis. That cocksucker James Dolan, that motherfucking midget, fake blues band playing in motherfucker. Game of Thrones, little bleach beard cocksucker. He bleaches his fucking beard. He needs to go. We deserve better. If you're not from New York City, I'm going to tell you this. The New York City basketball, the reason why it's called the city game, the city's game. If you walk around the five boroughs of New York, within a half a mile, you will see a basketball court. If you continue walking, you'll see a basketball court. If you continue walking south, you'll see a basketball court. Harlem, Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Staten Island. Basketball courts are everywhere. It's part of the fabric of the city of New York, of the five boroughs. We deserve better. Why don't we get it together? We traded a fucking Ferrari that hasn't even been driven with our new coach, David Fisdale, for a beat-up, repainted blue Honda Accord. Christophe Porzingis and his fucking brother. He's got his fucking brother, the Lativian gangbanger. You, you, give me the Willie Hutch music. Miles, I'm going to Willie Hutch him. Give me the fucking music. No, 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 no. The sweet, sultry sounds of Willie Hutch. Porzingis, Tingis. Tingis, Tingis. And your fucking brother. You dumb cock sucker, you. You motherfucker. You seven foot three string bean cock sucker, you. You had a problem with the... That's called tanking, you dumb cocksucker. Where's your fucking paperwork? We were tanking. You go up into the fucking office today and you don't like the culture. You don't like what you're seeing. You don't like the fucking attitude. We're tanking, you dumb fuck. What don't you understand about that? You and your fucking brother. His brother is like his agent. His guy. Who the fuck is his brother? This is the United States. Now you go to fucking Dallas. You doofy, dumb, no lip, having seven foot three, bad knee, bad ankle, questionable third disc on your back, fucked up elbow, 
inbred looking motherfucker. Now you go to Dallas and you learn how to ride a fucking horse. You ain't built for New York. You ain't cut out for New York. I feel bad for my family. I feel bad for the fans. I feel bad for the construction workers. I feel bad for the working men in New York City. I don't give a fuck about football. We don't give a fuck about the Rangers. We don't give a fuck about baseball. Everybody in New York City, everybody in the five fucking boroughs has played basketball. And if you didn't play basketball, you met up on a basketball court. It's where we would meet our friends even when we weren't playing. It's where we would hang out even when we weren't playing. It's where you'd meet chicks. It's where you'd snap on your friends when you got a little older. It's where you'd hang out and drink a beer on the steps. On the fucking bench. I feel bad for Bernard King, World Be Free, Julius Irving, Bob Cousy's from New York. I feel bad for all the great players who've come out of New York. The list is too fucking long to even start naming. Rucker Park. Rod Strickland, the Gauchos, the Riverside Church, the Madison Square Boys Club, all the fucking teams. I feel bad for all of us. All of us. Earl of Pearl Monroe, the Great Knicks, Dave DeBusher, Willis Reed. Here comes Willis! Here comes Willis, you motherfucker, you! He came out of the fucking tunnel! He came out of the fucking tunnel with a fucking injection in his thigh, poor Zingas! You cocksucker, you! You haven't played in a fucking year! You bone spur having motherfucker! You wake up with bone spurs! Willis Reed came out of the fucking tunnel in 1970! Ah, it's the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I'll be right back. I'm going to try to change the subject. I I have uh, so many different things I wanted to talk to you about. Saquon Barkley, uh, New York Giants running back, was named NBA NFL Rookie of the Year. That's great. I said that I was going to be doing the Super Bowl sellout. Stock market. Uh, maybe we'll get to that later. I wanted to talk about Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Or is it Kamala? It doesn't make a difference. She's not going to be the president. I, I don't care that she's uh, a female. Um, I, I read up on something that's that's real news. Not fake news. Re- real news that... If she is the Democratic candidate to go against Donald Trump, uh, he is going to destroy her. Um, And the reason why he's going to destroy her is because there is a former, former California politician. Uh, His name is Sweet Dick Willie Brown. Look him up. Sweet Dick Willie Brown. Very influential 
California politician who was, you know, who he was married, freaking off with anything and every single thing that moved. Okay? When he was 60 years old and Kamala Harris was 30, this is real news. Sweet Dick Willie Harris was giving her that good old love. That's a fact. Uh, The rumor is that Sweet Dick Willie Harris is the guy that gave her her most important job opportunity as a young assistant district attorney in Alameda County. At one point in her life, Kamala Harris was a homewrecker. Hate to say it. I have nothing against fucking Kamala Harris, but I am all about the winning. When those fucking Republicans need to pull it out and pull out the legion and the legend of sweet dick Willie Brown. Yeah, that's what they called him. That's what they called him. He was laying it down all up and down the northern coast. When they pull out the records, this ain't no hearsay. This ain't no fake news. This ain't no rumor. When they throw that in her face and you know if she is the Democratic candidate, Dick Stain Donald Trump will have no problem saying, Sweet Dick Willie Brown, Kamala. Tell us about your relationship, rather. Tell the world about your relationship with married sweet Dick Willie Brown. And then Dick Stan will go, I'll wait. If you do not believe me, if you never heard of good old sweet Dick Willie Brown, look him up and break rule number one of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast yourself. Fact check it. Fact check it. Now, I know the tone of my voice, the inflection of my voice um, sounds a little off. I understand. I'm a little off right now. I do not like to podcast under these circumstances. Okay, now I'm going to go in and out of referring to what happened to the New York Knicks throughout this podcast. That's the only way I'll be able to get it done. Okay, that's, that's the only way... I'll be able to get it done. And I'm going to be honest. Listen, I sometimes, uh, in my head, I'll uh, have an idea of where a podcast is going to go. Um, I, oh, I'll write it down. I have a little notepad. I'll put it in my phone notes. Uh, the Dust Brothers helped me organize it on a very overwhelming day. I, was, did, uh, I did uh, Undisputed today, January 31st. I did it with Scan- Shannon and Skip. Got up early. Got up like 545. Got ready, got prepared, took a shower, shaved, brushed my teeth, brushed my hair, got a coffee, went and did the show, Skip and Shannon. 30 minutes on live TV. I was on for three segments. It's 30 minutes. That's, that's, that's hard work. You got to be sharp. Fucking. Hear that? That's, that, that's snapping. Okay? Pouring rain when I got home. Nine o'clock. 9.30, from Undisputed, laid down to take a nap. I already told you what happened. 
I'm disoriented. I'm not myself. It's just days before the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is happening. All the practice has happened. All the film tape has happened. All the ice baths, all the uh, rest, recuperation has happened. All that's happened. The guys are ready to go. Uh, Rabbi Julian Edelman has continued to grow out his beautiful beard. Todd Gurley, you're the best running back in the NFL. Act like it, Todd Gurley. Demand the ball. He's 24 years old, Todd Gurley. You're the best running back in the NFL. Don't sit on the side and, and act confused if you're not getting the ball and they're giving it to C.J. Anderson. Give me the damn ball, to quote Keyshawn Johnson. That's what the fuck you should be saying all weekend. We know that Sean McFay is the, will, the brilliant wonder boy. You're the best running back in the NFL. They ain't a dime a dozen. Prove it. Prove our guy Warren Sapp wrong. Yes, I think the Patriots are going to win. No, I don't really give a fuck. I don't. I don't really give a fuck. I'm going to watch the game. I'm going to enjoy the game. I'm going to be stuffing my face with various meats and cheeses all Sunday afternoon long. I'm going to be watching the performances. I'm going to be watching all the commercials. I'm going to be talking shit on Twitter about Janet Jackson. Remember last year I got into a whole Janet Jackson fiasco because people were like, why isn't Janet Jackson performing? They let back Justin Timberlake, blah, blah, blah. Janet Jackson's not dope. She wasn't dope last year. She's less dope this year. She's never doing the Super Bowl again. You call it racist? I just call it whether you're popping or not. Said it in 2018. I'll say it in 2019. Janet Jackson ain't never performing at the Super Bowl again until maybe she's Gladys Knight's age. Okay? She not popping. She hasn't had a dope new song like, oh, I saw her play at LA Live in front of 3,000 people. It was packed. LA Live ain't the fucking staple center, Duke. Janet's not performing ever again. Justin Timberlake is still popping. Period. Um, a document, you know, I was going to Willie Hutch, Roger Stone. That was, that was actually a plan. I was going to Willie Hutch, Roger Stone on this I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, but I'm pretty sure I've blown some sort of gasket from everything we've done so far. So I'm, I'm going to not, I'm not going to not going to Willie Hutch him. I'm, I'm going to try not to scream. I think I definitely have done something to some sort of vein in my head from the Porzingis situation. But I will say this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I know that some people that listen to the podcast are Democrats. Some people are Republican. I don't care. I love you all. At the end of the day, I say this sincerely. Whether, whether it's fucking Kamala Harris, Bloomberg, Trump, we are going to be, collectively, we, all of us, the non-politicians, are going to be the ones cleaning up the mess when these people come and go. Look at Barack Obama. He's done. Whether he did a good job, didn't do a good job, did some things good, some things not good, he's gone. He, he, he'll come and do a speech every now and then when it's really needed. He'll, he'll step up to the plate for whoever the Democratic person is. Whether it's Biden, 
Bloomberg, Schultz, whoever the fuck it is. He'll, he'll, he'll show up during, during the election. But you know what his job is now? The motherfucking guy has a deal with Netflix. He's a fucking television producer. Think about that. He's finished. He tried. Whether we like him, don't like him, love him, he's done with politics. He'll show up to do an occasional speech when the world and the country needs him and when a friend needs him. The guy has a deal at Netflix. He's never produced a fucking thing in his life. Yes, his name and his credibility can get a lot of things done. The point is he don't give a fuck anymore. And that's his prerogative. I watched this documentary about this guy who I knew nothing about. I just knew his name and knew he looked very bizarre. And I, and I, I can't recommend this documentary on Netflix any stronger. Now, the, the documentary um, abducted in plain sight that a lot of you guys have been getting back to me on, which I told you was out there. I, I gave a precursor. I gave a, I gave a disclaimer saying, do not go around saying, Mike, why did you tell us to watch it? I said it's fucked up. This Roger Stone documentary about Roger Stone, which is called Get Me Roger Stone, is just as fucked up in a different way. I didn't know Roger Stone's history. Now, some of you may know all about him. Some of you, like me, who never gave a shit about politics. I, I've been thinking about this. When I was 15, 16, 17, all through into my 40s, I voted. I, the first person I voted for was Bill Clinton. That's the first person I voted for. But I, I, I didn't give a fuck about politics. I did it because that's what you were supposed to do. I didn't know what he did, what he didn't do. I voted for Obama. I, I voted in these primaries. Okay? I'm still very, like, it would be like I've been following politics for the last two years. It'd be like if I said I'm following baseball for the last two years. There's still so much more to learn the history. How one thing led to another thing. How that thing led to another thing. This person, that person. I don't know anything about politics. I'm a fucking novice. I don't claim to know anything about politics. I know that Dick Stain Donald Trump is a scumbag. And I'll tell you something. This documentary, Get Me Roger Stone, cemented it even further. And it's a must watch. Roger Stone is a, he's like, he's a political advisor. He's like a coach for politicians. He's worked with Nixon. This bitch ass hoe has a fucking Nixon tattooed smack in the middle of his back. The one thing I will say that I learned, from, he worked with Nixon, he worked with Reagan, he worked with fucking Dole. He's the guy that put the battery in Dick Stain Donald Trump's back to run for president. And it wasn't in 2013, 14. He's been on Trump for years. He's a, this guy's a very, very smart guy. I almost said brilliant. And, and, and I guess in what he does, he's brilliant. He's a provocative, shit-talking guy. And if you watch this documentary, you'll see how Dick Stain Donald Trump's best man, Roger Stone, got him elected. He's the one that was kicking all that MAGA shit. He's the one that was kicking all that shit that was inciting everything. 
Roger Stone is the fucking brains of it. That's why Trump fired him. This ain't hearsay. Watch, I, I, I can't urge you anymore to watch this documentary. He's a Burton Ernie looking ass, fake ass, bodybuilding ass, bitch ass, paid cuck. That's also in the documentary. That's right. Roger Stone is a paid cuck. I didn't know that word until Trump got in office. I get called it all the time on social media. I don't know if this is a new word. Is it cuck or cuckold? It basically means you're the type of motherfucker to sit there and watch your girl get fucked. I never heard of this term. Well, Roger Stone paid big bodybuilding, long dick having motherfuckers to fuck his wife. That's Dick Stain, Donald Trump's best man. Look it up. He admits to it. It was a big scandal. This is a nasty, dirty, greasy, foul, demonic, not giving a fuck motherfucker. Roger Stone looks fucked up on the yard. Roger Stone gives Botox and plug jobs a bad name. Throughout the documentary, you watch Roger Stone have hair, lose his hair, and then get variations of a plug job. He's also best buddies with that scumbag, Alex Jones. So Donald Trump's best man is in cahoots with Alex Jones, the InfoWars scumbag who's not even on social media anymore because he's, a, he's the one who's denying that Sandy Hook ever happened. Trust me, it is worth watching and learning about this paid cuck. He was paying long. He preferred black bodybuilding looking dudes. He put out an ad for it. This isn't hearsay. He's a net to, to sugar dick his wife. To sugar dick his wife. Because he couldn't sugar dick her down himself. That's what Roger Stone did. That's Dick Stain, Donald Trump's best motherfucking man. It's eye-opening. Because like Barack Obama, Roger Stone, Dick Stain, Donald Trump, none of these people, none of them, they don't give a flying fuck about you, me, your mom, your sick cousin, your sick aunt, your mortgage. They don't care. They do. It's, it's, I'm telling you, watch this movie. You'll see. You'll see that these people are just out here like making a living. Like, what do you mean? I'm not saying like they're nickel and dime. I'm saying that this is like what they're doing. This is their job. It's a fascinating must-watch documentary. Once again, about a true, true blue to the core paid cuck who's also a sick fuck. That rhymed. I'll say it again. A paid cuck, yeah, who's also, yep, a sick fuck. I am Rappaport Podcast. Um, now, 
If you're a listener of the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast or you've never listened to uh, the show before, welcome. Um, I'd say it's about a month ago now um, that we got into the, uh, we call it Ariana Gate around here. Ariana Grande um, and her fans uh, came on the attack and me. Um, look it up. Under siege, they had me. Under fucking siege. I didn't back down. I persevered. Stayed in the cut. I was ahead of the fucking curve. I will be thanked historically as being the guy who knew that Ariana Grande wasn't all fucking that. A couple of weeks after that, after she came after me, her fans, in all different languages, by the way, DMing me, cursing me out, in every single language under the sun. Literally, I'm not lying. DM Japan in Japanese, Italian, Turkish, bad broken English, all over the world, fan clubs from all over the world, attacking me, attacking my character, and so on and so forth. Then she was accused cultural appropriation for her song and her hair i don't even i don't care i was just making a comment see you be you got in my crosshairs your fans got you in my crosshairs ariana i don't even i all i know is thank you next your fans did it to you well ariana grande posted a picture of her little baby midget hands which, by the way, if you look at the picture of her little baby midget hands, she appears not to have any fingerprints. Look up Ariana Grande's hand. Her little baby porcelain fingers do not have fingerprints. Uh-huh. I know it sounds nuts. Look it up. Well, this fucking dingbat. She just put out a, a record or a song called Seven Rings to commemorate the record of the song, which I'm sure is great, and I'm sure it's a big hit. She got a tattoo of on her hand in Japanese that she thought, that she thought said seven rings. She got it written in Japanese symbols. Well, it turns out whoever the fuck did her tattoo, whoever her Japanese interpreter is, interpret, interpret, interpreter, keep it, Miles, keep it. Her interpreter fucked up. She didn't get seven rings on her hand. You know what she got? You know what Ariana Grande got tattooed right smack dab in the middle of her left hand? She got the words Japanese style barbecue grill. That's what she got. You know, they write in weird symbols. Their, their hand, it's like symbols. and It's, it's, not, it's not English. It's not ABCD. It doesn't say seven rings. Fire everybody. It says Japanese style barbecue grill. Now I would fucking, I wouldn't, I don't want to, uh, um, Aiello or Willie Hutch or Ariana Grande because it, it, it ain't about Willie Hutch or Ariana Grande. It's about being too big for your fucking bridges. Your fa this is all, this is all the fucking curse of the gringo man dingo. That's what this is called, Ariana. This is what happens when you when you come for me. You get came for. Now you got a 
fucking tattoo on your hand, eh? That translates to small Japanese charcoal grill. That's what it says on your hand. And 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 to, to add insult to injury, to add insult to fucking injury just today. This is breaking news. She tried to get it fixed. She tried to get it, it like, you know, altered, and they fucked it up again. They fucked it up again. Her red tattoo on her left hand that was supposed to initially say seven rings now says, now translates to Japanese barbecue finger. Ariana, your Japanese interpreter, your tattoo artist, tell them, thank you, get the fuck out. Don't say thank you next. Say thank you, get the fuck out. All right. We made it through. I, I, I hope this podcast, um, you know, lives up to all the, the, the hopes and expectations. It, it wasn't what we planned on doing today. Um, congratulations to Saquon Barkley for being the NFL Rookie of the Year. Um, definitely watch Get Me Roger Stone, a.k.a. Paid Cuck Cocksucker. It's a very fascinating documentary on HBO. My prediction on Netflix, not on HBO. Keep all the flaws, Miles Jordan. Keep them in there. I don't care. I'm whacked out of my tree. I think I gave myself an aneurysm. Uh, we didn't get to all the sick fucks of the week. If you've never listened to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, the sick fuck of the week is an award-winning segment. We'll pick that up next week. I want to give a shout-out to all the fans all around the world. Everybody who I haven't heard from in years who reached out to me about the Knicks, I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's check on Q-Tip the Abstract. He's a huge Knicks fan. The guy called me. Okay? He told me he was going to go shit his pants. He's upset. We're all upset. The guy that parks my father's car up the street. Well, he doesn't park it anymore. His motorcycle. My father doesn't drive anymore. He never drove a car. He drove a motorcycle. The guy from the garage, let's just say that, who watches my father's motorcycle, he's upset. Okay, the guy that makes my sandwiches at the deli, everybody's upset in New York. Knicks fans all around the world are upset and confused. I am too. I hope that I was able to make sense and make a classic podcast for the people. That's what matters. My prediction for the Super Bowl is the New England Patriots will beat the Los Angeles Rams 31-28. to We will be back Sunday night with an emergency post-Super Bowl podcast. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. White Mike, a.k.a. the Jake Lamotta of podcasting, a.k.a. the Segway King, a.k.a. Mr. White, folks. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan, take us out of here with something real nice, something real proper. But most importantly, you know what it is, something real funky. <laughs>